Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Monstrous Agonies presents Machine Gun Drums Very romantic, I think. During the volley is long. Clear communication now will save you a great deal of heartache in the long run. Next on the Night Folk Network, we explore how the punk rock movement of the 1970s swept the liminal world and gave rise to a subculture all its own. We talk to poet, photographer, filmmaker and activist John Elizabeth Parker, who documented much of the early monster punk movement. Obviously, there were monsters on the punk scene from the beginning, playing in groups or coming to the shows or whatever, and a couple of groups wrote songs about it, you know, On the Brink by The Ambassadors or Joyride by Coup d'etat. Not that most people got that that's what Joyride was about. Always made me laugh that people thought it was about having a crush on a girl at school. It's about body hopping, for Christ's sake. Then in 79, Parasite brought out blood on the mattress, and it was like this electric shock through the... I suppose now you'd say through the creature community. I don't know about that, but I know every monster I knew bought that record. It was like someone had just reached into your head and taken all the thoughts and all the anger you had growing up monstrous, you know, and set it to these these machine gun drums and the guitar howling like it's full moon. It felt like a kind of secret you didn't know you'd been keeping, that you never wanted to be told in the first place. And suddenly, someone had pulled it out and thrown it up in the open air. The relief and the the exhilaration. From then, it was like all these groups started cropping up. Whatever their style, they all had that same stance. That fierce, unapologetic monstrosity. 
If Parasite and their debut album War of Attrition were the catalyst that started the movement, a number of popular, though short-lived, zines gave Creaturecore fans a sense of shared identity. Meanwhile, The Horned Raven, a long-time watering hole for creatures of all genuses, became a locus for the scene in London, presided over by the indomitable Mellor twins, the pub's proprietors. With the Mellors' keen eyes and ears for new acts, playing at the Raven became something of a rite of passage and launched the careers of groups like the Creeping Things, the Jenny Hanovers and the Honey Buckets. But for proponents of the movement, there was more to monstrous anarchy than the music. Obviously, there's the fashion, the safety pins and steel-tipped horns and whatever else, and you can buy that. You can buy your leather jacket, you can buy your jeans pre-ripped, you can buy a t-shirt with the monstrous anarchy symbol on it and call it a day. You can't buy the ideas, though. The politics and the, the philosophy, I suppose. That f*** you, I won't do what you tell me, DIY kind of attitude. But there's this other side of it as well. The political side. I mean, not every punk band is political, you know? They might sing about, I don't know, f*** the police and whatever, but they don't understand liberation or solidarity or anarchy. They just like the clothes and stomping their feet, feeling like the big man. Look at the Sex Pistols. I'm not convinced John Lydon can read, let alone form a coherent political stance. When it comes to monster punk, though, it's different. I mean, you can't be a monster and not be political. You can't exist in the world. You certainly can't exist shamelessly, vocally, proudly in the world without that being a rebellion. Because the world's built to shame us. So, monster punk. A movement based, first and foremost, on the principle that creatures deserve to be loud and in-your-face and to take up space and have their voices heard. It's inherently a political movement, you know? As the 1980s wore on, the creature community started to become increasingly visible in mainstream, sapio, society. But increased visibility did not necessarily lead to increased acceptance. In 1983, the Wild Blood report offered some hope for creature activists of the era, but the report's recommendations were ultimately ignored by the incumbent Tory government leaving the community without legal recourse in a decade marked by rising violence and hostility towards people of the night. There were fractures too within the community itself. Cross-genus relations strained under the collapse of the Songwanay Accords, and the assassination of Bertram Posey in 1985 threw the Limicoid community into turmoil as political factions vied to fill the power vacuum left in Posey's wake. In this tumultuous social and political climate, one might have expected monstrous anarchy to grow in popularity. But instead, the opposite seemed to hold. The movement dwindled, and it seemed that monster punk had died not with a bang, but a whimper. But for John Elizabeth, reports of the movement's death were greatly exaggerated. People have been saying punk is dead since the beginning. Since 1977, punk died when The Clash signed CBS. Get a grip. It all comes back to what I was saying earlier. The stuff you can buy and therefore sell, and the stuff you can't. 
Creature Core stopped being profitable, that's all. You could only sell so many t-shirts, so many gig tickets, especially when you had groups like Parasite letting their fans in through the windows backstage. People were still playing their gigs, making their music, of course they were, but nobody was making much money off it. Then, in 87, Waylon Smith had the first UK number one for a person of the night with Scrape in the Barrel, the blandest, most asinine dog roll ever set to music, and people hailed it as a breakthrough, a milestone for the community. And maybe it is, if all you care about is getting the biggest slice of pie possible. But there's still plenty of groups out there who know there's more to monstrous liberation than cashing in. The style moved away from what you'd sort of recognize as that punk aesthetic, but it's still those ideas, you know? The philosophy and politics are still there. You hear it in everything, from hip-hop with Gorgo Militia and Deep Six, to indie bands like Cry Havoc, Boston Low, Dashed on the Rocks, even the ballsier pop groups. High blood sugar hide a lot of bite behind those Instagram filters, you know. And it goes well beyond music, too. Poetry, film, theater, art. There's monstrous anarchy wherever you want to look for it. And that's the thing about Creature Core. That's why it'll never die. Because its message is still relevant. The world is still trying to shame us into silence. And as long as that's true, we'll have monstrous punk telling us loud and clear, F*** that! John Elizabeth Parker is an artist and activist working to promote the rights of the creature community. If you'd like to learn more, visit jeparkerpoetry.com or follow at LegitimateJEP on Twitter. Time now for the news. A proper tomboy. Machine Gun Drums was written by H.R. Owen and performed by H.R. Owen and Ray Lundberg, who plays Val in The Night Post. The Night Post is a weekly supernatural podcast made by an all-LGBT team. It follows Val, Clementine and Milo, three of the conscripted couriers of Guilt City, as they search for answers at the heart of the ancient organisation that chose them. Find out more at nightpostpod.com or listen on your podcatcher of choice. Hello and thank you to our latest supporter on Patreon, Ashley. Join them at patreon.com slash monstrousagonies. For more monstrous content, follow us on Tumblr at monstrousagonies or on Twitter at monstrous underscore pod. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.